For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Disopolis and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. If you don't like a DJ air horn sound effect, guess what? No one's going to hold it against you. We still love you anyway. But come talk to us about it on our Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore or follow us on our podcast on Spotify and Apple of the same name. And you can even check us out on 1090's YouTube channel. <sighs> there we go, gentlemen. Week one of the NFL is done and in the books. That means fantasy football week one is in the books. Obviously, the games have gone on. A lot of great games. The Sunday night game was crazy. The Monday night game was electric. Uh, a lot of good football this past weekend. And college football, of course, underway as well. And we could start there really briefly in college football with just the ranked games going on this weekend. Um, first off, we have the big one, which is Auburn versus Penn State. Beaver Stadium, the whiteout game. One of the most electric things in sports. So glad fans are back just for the whiteout game in particular, because even as a Buckeyes fan growing up, it was one of the coolest things to watch. The stadium just gets absolutely rocking. Um, And Auburn goes in there. They're ranked 22. Penn State's number 10. The line is now minus six. It was six and a half. It's dropped to minus six in favor of Penn State. The over-under is 53. Clifford versus Knicks, QB battle. Franklin has been rumored to go to USC which is a hot take. There's always rumors, though, of coaches going to USC, and they even have had rumors of Urban Meyer. So I don't even really know like what to believe at this point. Eric I mean, Bieniemy has been rumored to that's a big one, yeah. entertain the idea as well. Urban yeah. Meyer did say today, though, that he's like, I'm fully committed to the Jaguars. That's blasphemous to say that he's just going to leave the Jaguars after one week. Yeah, very true. I think a couple one interesting rough one, ones. Rough first week. It's a rough first week. <laughs> but they, uh, he's committed to it, though. Yeah, I mean, right, you got to listen. You got to at least give it a couple years. A couple ones that could be interesting uh, – Bill O'Brien, you know, not to get too much into the USC job, but, you know, while we do bring it up, Bill O'Brien is now with Alabama, obviously was good at Penn State, helped bring them back after the whole Sandusky scandal, goes to Houston Texans, looks like things are going well, then he takes takes charge of personnel and honestly commits what we've deemed to be a war crime on that franchise, who I can't believe they're 1-0, by the way, uh, against the aforementioned Urban Meyer uh, in week one. But you know he's going to succeed. You know he's a no-nonsense guy. I truthfully believe he's just a college coach, honestly. And he could really succeed there. But I think being the enemy is a, is a great option. But Franklin looks like he's got something this year at Penn State. But it's a really big game. Um, the depth 
of Penn State's running backs is great. Nick, that was one of the things you texted in week one when they played Wisconsin. You really like Noah Kane. I actually love the running backs of Auburn. I think it's the best duo. I think it's what UNC had with Michael Carter um, and Javonta Williams last year. I think it could be something, again, similar this year uh, with Auburn. We'll see, though, as they get tougher stretches, uh, they get to the SEC, and obviously uh, this out-of-conference game is as tough as it gets. We've had a lot of fun cross-conference games. Best. It's It's been awesome. We've been on the wrong end of it, but the uh, Oregon-Ohio State game last weekend was electric. Oregon goes in, though, as the away team to the shoe and beats Ohio State. Do you guys think Auburn could go in there? Yes. And cons- you do? Yes. So if you're looking at the trends, and I know this has nothing to do with how Auburn's been playing, but in these cross-conference games, the ICC has been winning these games, right? Yeah. Alabama smoked Miami. Georgia beat Clemson. Arkansas smoked us. The Big Ten's not doing so well, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about Oregon losing to, or sorry, Oregon beating Ohio State. So I could see this happening as well. It's going to be tough for sure because Auburn isn't the caliber team, I don't think, as a Georgia or an Alabama. Agreed. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know that Penn State's a caliber team of Ohio State. So Great point. Six points is a lot. Six and a half, whatever, original line, also a lot. I'd be willing to take plus six. I think you can throw in their their money line in like a parlay and, and probably get a pretty heavy payout if you put some other favorable matchups in there. It just really depends on who makes more mistakes, Clifford or Knicks, in my opinion. Because I think the run game for both will be there. The Sound. defense for both will be there. The coaching is great too. Yeah. Harson's a great coach. Obviously, he was awesome at Boise State. Uh, the offense has looked completely different. Bo Nix looks like a completely different quarterback to start the season. But we've seen him fall I mean, into spells. <laughs> he threw 17 passes last game. Yeah. The first game, he was great though. Yeah, but not no no, it's no it's no discredit to what he's doing. He they just didn't he didn't need game. to do anything. Yeah. They they played they played no one. They played no one and Penn State I actually I like your pick, Nick. I like them plus six or six and a half or five and a half, whatever it ends up being. Devil's advocate a little bit here. Penn State has played high competition and at this point Auburn has not. So okay. I think that's always something that's really interesting to see, uh, coming into a game where both these teams are really good. Penn State barely eked it out against Wisconsin, but they beat a team that is ranked the top 10th football team in the, in the nation. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't crazy sold in Wisconsin. Um, I do think Penn state's defense is great. I love the run game of Auburn. Um, sorry, they're 18th now. I, I think the value, obviously, if you throw it in a parlay on the money line is crazy. The plus six is nice. I do think it's an issue. Obviously, I mean, we bring up Franklin, who I think is a great head coach, had a tough year last year, but the year before and the year before that was always right in the mix. Uh, he's got to be looking. He's got to smell blood in the water here with Ohio State going down. Obviously, he took down Wisconsin himself. Iowa's a juggernaut, or seems to be in the Big Ten, and Michigan everyone is, is, you know, this could be the year finally for Hob, Harbaugh that they get it done. Um, but he has to smell blood in the water and think Penn State, you know, can win the Big Ten and, and finally get to the playoff. Um, if I don't know, this just feels like a game where if Auburn controls the tempo yeah and they don't turn it into an air raid you whoever can beat each other with our arms it feels like they'll lose that battle against Penn State because I just I still don't trust Bo Nix as a passer to get that done time and time again time and time again he hasn't really displayed that that's his best asset as a college football player and that's what's so enticing about him I think is his ability to make plays on the move yeah to get out of the pocket um he's super exciting to watch but their their running backs are awesome their stable of running backs are really, really good. So I think if they can try to kind of control the tempo, control the clock, chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think let their defense, like we say with, you know, on our other show with Quan Cosby, 
complimentary football, right? Like mm. really just eat that time of possession and let their defense go to work by not having them be gassed. Yeah. That was the big game I wanted to hit on in college because it's either the coming out party for the Auburn running backs or the coming out party for Penn State. It's one of the two. Um, real quick, minus 14 and a half, Bama. Is anybody batting an eye to that or are we just kind of taking that to the bank? Bama's playing against a ranked Florida, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I still think that Bama covers that spread. I mean, I think they're blown everyone out of the water this year. Yeah. I feel like there's not going to be any close games. Granted, they had Mac Jones. Maybe the Iron Bowl because of the fact that it's the Iron Bowl and they always play pretty competitive games, kind of like Texas OU, and Auburn is pretty good this year. But um, I think they will, really won't have true competition until they get Georgia. Mm. I think the situation with Bama, yeah, they lose Mac Jones. Bryce Young could be just as good win the Heisman this year. Oh, he's balling out already. Yeah, the running backs, it's a wagon wheel. The receivers are great. The defense is sound just as good as last year. And this Florida team played them close. It ended up being a six-point game last year. But that was with Trask. That was with Pitts. That was with Tony. That was with everything they had, and they still couldn't get it done. Emory Jones, the split QB situation going into Bama. Dan Mullen's got to be, you know, praying to God on his knees, begging for an answer. Is he human or is he dancer? And he's about to find out that he is human and dancing his way to a loss in yeah. Uh, that column kind of just feels like piped. how bad are they going to beat them 14 and a half and honestly top, seems it's, insulting it's the 11th ranked team in the country which is crazy and then they get southern miss next week which Two alabama's going to take care of them and mississippi they're ranked right now and then they got texas a&m so maybe one of those two teams can see if they can chip away at them but Ole it just miss doesn't is the seem best like shot it. still don't think texas a&m well, is that great honestly i mean agreed they, with nick they played a really close game against colorado which we called yep and um, I, I think they're very vulnerable. They have instability at their quarterback position He's as well. He's out. He's out, and they're, they're starting that guy, Calzada. So. Yeah, they stink on ice. I'm yeah. I'm in on the Ole Miss thing. I think Matt Corral's the real deal. He's legit, and I like Lane Kiffin for some reason. I don't know why. I just do. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bama is going to smoke them. And I think the BYU home dog, plus three and a half against Arizona State. I love it. I love it. I, mean, I love that. I think this is their year, honestly. BYU is always a pretty competitive football team, and they take care of business, and they took care of business last week against Utah, yeah. right? And so I think that they're going to continue that, and I'm going to keep betting on them throughout the season because I think they're getting disrespected. I, I think they're going to cover this, and I actually think they're going to money win. line win it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would take the money line as well. I'm never sold on an Arizona State team, but a BYU team definitely always plays good football. Nice. And they have, they're closing games at USC. Uh, if they go undefeated BYU, that'd like, be cool. That'd be I mean, cool. They're they're gonna get into the Big Twelve eventually too. So exactly, I think this would be a good kind of welcoming party for them. I mean, looks like the teams that the Big Twelve is filling up with right now is turning out to be pretty competitive. You know, you got Cincinnati, you got BYU, you got Houston, you got UCF. So yeah, I think that's gonna add some good value to the Big Twelve and save that conference totally. Especially if a team like BYU can run the table and play good football this season. BYU and Cincinnati could both run the table potentially, and the other teams could eat each other alive. You could get Bama versus Cincinnati, BYU playoff type situation with like a random Oregon or like Penn State. Like how epic. Oklahoma, maybe. Oklahoma, yeah. God, God willing, no. But like how crazy would that be? It would be nuts. Uh, All right, but that's college football. That's a scope. Heading into this weekend, gents, fantasy football. Mm, How many leagues is everyone in, real quick? I'm in three. And your record last week? Uh, Two and one. Toss. Two and two. Josh, one and two. One team not even remotely worried about. Henry and Calvin Ridley could not have played worse. Yeah. And I still only lost by nine. 
Toss and I, our team's a juggernaut. Uh, the other team, Odell, is slouch central, and that Mike Evans thing is troublesome. The but, worst is when you leave players on the bench that outperform guys that start that mm-hmm. could have won you the game, and that was the case for me in the one loss that I had. I started really? Marquez Callaway, thought he was going to get more care, more targets. Nothing. He ended up getting two targets, one catch. It was like the first catch of the game. Left Mike Williams on the bench. Left Jerry Judy on the bench, and wow. he ended up getting hurt. But those two guys would have won me the game if I started them. Your boy. Yeah, yeah boy and did it, you normally, normally week one, it's, people are in the situation where if you're counting bench points, it's like, okay, were you really going to play that bench player well, over your starter? But in your case, where it's a kind of a flex it was a, it was wide receiver option. situation. Yeah. yeah, I think Judy was the real viable option for me. That was when I kind of like, well, actually, I ended up taking Ronald Jones out for Marcus Callaway. And Ronald Jones got okay. 90 points. So that's at least Come on, Nick. Some Give pop. me some knuckly sandwich yeah. right but, there. Here's the issue is I Shoot. have Keenan Allen and Eckler on that team already. Right. So if I'm rolling three Chargers options out there, right. it's like no, I someone's going to bust. You. But they all, all three of them ate last week. Yeah, but what's funny is they all did and Herbert, Herbert didn't. didn't. Right. Herbert was not good. But the thing is, though, I don't blame you for that. Herbert was fine. He just wasn't like a fan. Not a great fan. Yeah, was, right. He did throw that pick that was minus two. But. Right. You're going against the football team too, so I don't blame. That's a tough defense, right? Exactly. You now know this week, getting. yeah, I am starting Mike Williams and Keenan Allen yeah. and Eckler because we are playing against the Cowboys, and I yep. know we're going to get to that later on in the show. Yeah, but a lot of these receivers on the Bucks ate up the Cowboys defense. And Everyone I know, did. I know that. I know that it's exactly it's for Mike Evans, and I know that it has to do with Tom Brady being there still, and they might have you know the best weapons in all football, but. Chargers have pretty good, talented weapons as well that I think could also just eat off. Oh, them. yeah. I mean, Jared Cook is all reliable, and obviously Eckler and the two receivers are great, and Herbert's amazing. Yep. It's, he's not going to play any worse than he did last weekend, and he's still fine. They won the game. Uh, fantasy, though, boom or bust? Give me a bust of a guy who's probably in someone's starting lineup, and give me a boom of a guy who's maybe on someone's bench that you could pop. Nick, we'll go with you first. I'm going to start with Josh Jacobs Ooh, of the Raiders. Um, I think you know last week he only had... 10 carries for 34 yards, but he rushed for two touchdowns. Right. If you take away those two touchdowns, right, he's got three, 3.4 points. Brutal. You know, where he's got three points because he probably doesn't get those extra two yards that were goal line runs, right? Yeah. So uh, To be honest, he should have had three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah he could They have. had the ball on the one-yard line. They tried to QB sneak it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's an end zone guy, a red zone guy. But yeah. um, I will say that he didn't look like he was 100% healthy. That's why he probably got 10, 10 touches. And he wasn't. He had a he has a toe, a minor toe injury. He didn't go. he didn't practice today. There you go. So I mean, he Wednesday, could technically so. not even be in the lineup, but as it stands right now, um, you know, if he's a starter on that team, I still don't like the odds. Uh they're also playing against the Steelers, who mm-hmm. have a great run defense, right? Defense in general, yeah. A good defense in general. I, and he's been sharing a lot of the load with Kenyon Drake. Kenyon yeah. Drake got a lot of snaps. So that's the issue. I think he's a guy that, you know, might slide into a, an R B three this season. Wow. Might be the most talented backup running back in the league. Can he's going to totally yeah. take his Besides catching abilities. Chubb, obviously. But he's he's there. He's right there with some of well, those Chubb other... Chubb is, is number one. Kareem Hunt's number the two. The Hunt. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just a, the people know. Just a they misspoke. get it. Yeah. yeah. They get it. They're misspoken. I, I will say... I like that pick. I think it's I think it's a good pick because of the injury specifically. Right. The Steelers defense did give up 73 rushing yards to Devin Singletary on 10 carries. To our boy. I don't think that their running defense is as good as their passing defense. And I think that for me, this game looks a lot like... It's also in Pittsburgh. It's right? in Pittsburgh. It's just a tough place to play. Yeah. I, I think this game, to me, if they're going to be successful, the Raiders are going to have to run the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not going to be able to rely on Derek Carr airing it out. But I think that if you have a better alternative, like if you just went and picked up Mitchell from the 49ers, right. who are in a great plus matchup... 
play him over Jacobs. Yeah, if, no, if you're I, worried about, I, it. I like the idea of playing Mitchell. Um, Jacobs could be a he could be an injury scratch Sunday morning. Could, yeah, no, hundred percent could. But here's the thing. It's very clear what the Raiders' identity this year is on offense, and that's get Darren Waller as many targets as possible. Also, Renfro, 18, Renfro had 18 a lot of targets. targets. He had 20, I think, right? I think he had 18 targets and 10 catches. But 18, 20, like, that's they, they flashed a stat was like, this is like his 20th target, and it's like the most he's ever had in his career. It was crazy. Yeah. But the thing is, he only had like 10 or 11 catches. So, like, there's a lot of targets well. that, that weren't caught. He dropped a couple. Yeah. And there was just kind of a, a few throws as well. I mean, at this point, just double cover the guy every time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Op- and open up something for the run for you guys. But um, I think for a boom, mm-hmm. you know, someone that you could start instead, you mentioned Elijah Mitchell, which is great. I think he's going to be awesome. But Melvin Gordon, I think, has been slept on pretty hard just because he's later on in his career. Yeah. But he had a great game. Great run, Denver. Great run. Had a touchdown. I think that he can continue to perform. Um, they're playing against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville let up a lot of points to Texans running backs last week. Yeah, they ran. They ran at will. Lindsey scored. You know, Ingram scored. Twenty five carries. Didn't really do much with it, but he scored. He scored. Um, but he had Williams, Did Gordon, Dave Johnson scored too. Yeah, he caught a pass. Caught a pass. I think all three running backs scored. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that Broncos They scored a lot team, of touchdowns. Yeah, I think that Broncos team is going to smoke him, which is why I think my – just to kind of segue and bust is James Robinson because they didn't utilize him at all. And I think that Broncos – look, if Saquon – I know Saquon's not fully healthy, but still that Giants offense could do nothing. And I don't know how much more talented that Jaguars offense is than that Jag- the Giants. I think potentially down the season they will be more talented, but in week two I, I can't imagine they'd be that much better. That Broncos team is scary, and they'll go up, which kind of informs your picnic of Melvin Gordon You know, having a lot of opportunity. Jerry Judy's out. They're going to have to focus on the run. The offensive line is very good. Bowles is excellent. Yeah. Uh, and Br- Bridgewater is a good, good, great game manager. Um, and my boom kind of tailing everything in together is on the Giants, actually. Because there is one guy in the Giants who I'm really into, and I think Sterling Shepard, the number change back to number three, they're going to have to throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have to throw and throw a lot. As it looks right now, Sterling Shepard is their number one guy. Right? Yeah. Daniel Jones is relying on someone that he can trust, that he's he's created a relationship with. I mean, he was a second-round pick, second pick in 2016. I mean, I think he's a guy that has potential to be you know, a good wide receiver three wide receiver two on a fantasy team if he mm. continues to perform like this he had a great week last week yeah they just better hope that they can get away from that football team defensive line but i really like sterling Shepard this week toss i picked him up interesting yeah. close interesting. out he's available in a lot of leagues still so yeah i'm go starting the waiver wire interesting it's an interesting pick uh, gaskin is my bust i think a lot of people are starting him as a running back this week he's playing against buffalo we just talked about buffalo and the steelers in week one Najee harris was neutralized Miles Gaskin is certainly not the same back as Najee Harris. He's a good pass catcher, um, but I just don't think that this offense is actually... Again, most people coming into the season were like, you're playing Buffalo, it's going to be a shootout, and they're going to beat you because they're going to hit digs for three touchdowns, right? Yeah. doesn't look like that's going to be the case against this team. Their offense will get there, but their defense is sout. Sout, stolid, and stout. Nice. Combination there. Great recovery, kid. I just grueled it. Yeah. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Which one is that? Great and cool? Yeah, gruel. Yeah, so I I don't really like Gaskin. Again, I think he's like a fringe guy where a lot of people are starting him at RB2. You have a guy like Elijah Mitchell who you picked up. You have have someone like Kenyon Drake, and you think that Jacobs is going to be out, and they're going to throw the ball a lot, check downs. Like, look to pivot there. Guy I like, terrible week one against the Cowboys. But somehow, he's been named the starter. Bruce Arians came out and named Ronald Jones the starter. I thought Fournette, 
who obviously got the most workload in that game up until that last drive, looked terrible. And I know Jones has issues with fumbling, and he's not a great pass blocker, but he is the more talented running back between the tackles. And I think they're playing the Falcons, so he's going to eat, and they're going to give him this opportunity, and he's going to take advantage of it. And he's he's down to bust out a long run. <laughs> I mean, you can, hey. Josh and I are looking at each other like you're you crazy. You enjoy right that hill, <laughs> Captain. I mean, enjoy the Sterling Shepard hill. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. That's Sterling Shepard had over 100 yards and a touchdown last I'm week. I'm in on that. Ronald Jones stunk on ice. You want to die on that hill? Sure. You want to be compromised on that hill? Neutra- the neutralized word was good. I'm down to incorporate I, that. I, I, look, I drafted Ronald Jones pretty high in one of my leagues. I still think that there's hope for him. It was just very troubling to see the lack of snaps he got and the fumbling issues, of course. So Absolutely. He needs to prove it to me for I'm, sure historically a, a low guy on Ronald Jones. I don't like him, but I think a lot of people now are like, oh, I can't even play him. Some people are probably dropping him. Oh, yeah. that's, and I that's think, silly. And I think there's a chance that he wins the backfield, and this is a successful offense and will be throughout the season, and Fournette just doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, Fournette's, and, Fournette's very one-dimensional. Ronald Jones can do a lot. And he can catch things. passes, and I think that this is kind of a, a play this week because of who they're playing and also a long-term play. And I think that Arians probably might be doing this is – Fresh legs, right? Yeah. You give one guy more carries one week, you give another guy more carries the next well, they have, week. They could, do, they could do whatever they want. They also have Vaughn, too. Exactly. kid from last year. They have so much. That's where we're wrapping it up. Where the charity stripe will be back for our second segment in just a hot second. Please, we're begging you, don't go anywhere. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. I don't believe God intended for us to be old and sick. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the immune system. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking a healthy immune system. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. Bring your body back to balance. Order now and receive free shipping and a free bottle of my skin. Use the code word AL. This is the Charity Stripe on a new generation of radio. The mightier 1090 AM. SoCal Sports Talk. We're back, baby. Again, it's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Disopoulos and Nicholas Nax Kreider. NFL Bets brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We'll put some of these up on Sided. Go to Sided.co because why not? We love Sided. Brought to you by our boy Scott Kaplan. Shout out to him and his family. Uh, some bets this week. I got one. Tasta's got one. Nick, you've thrown out a couple. Um, I'll start with mine just because I think mine is maybe not the craziest, but close to it. And the Benjis are going to Chicago. Toss is was your second or third favorite team, the Bengals. Are they two now? Yeah, they've got the they've got the LSU boys. So they've jumped the Rams. Well, they're definitely my AFC team for sure. I I do like the Rams. Quite yeah, a bit. you can't abandon the Rams just yet. They got better. Uh, Ninovich on ESPN yeah. said that the Bengals that Joe Burrow could win the MVP because, and of course, Greeny was like, he can only win the MVP if they're a winning team. They're a winning team right now. They are a winning team. (laughs) And by Josh's bet, they're going to be a winning team after this week as well. That is true. Ninkovich said this? He said this. They have to be over a 10. They got to win over 10 games for him. Oh, especially in the North. Yeah. He's got to lead the league in touchdowns. He only had two last game. I think he's going to light it up. And I think he has a good chance to do it against the Bears. Clearly, they can get beat over the top, and they've got plenty of weapons on the outside. I love this money line pick. That's, They're gonna, where, that's going where I'm going with this. They're going to yeah. win. So I just thought it was crazy. I thought I, so I, thought Nikovich, I should bring it up. Nikovich thinks that Burrow is the new king of the north. King of the north. Uh, fat chance, Nikovich. No, no way. 
There's I don't you there's you no still way. got Lamar, you still got Baker, and you still got Ben. I mean, all those guys are still He doesn't even finish top five. I'm look Oh, an MVP, the, well, those guys are I'm not saying all no, those no, guys no, top no. five. Okay. The reason why I bring it up, I just said I'm a huge Benji's <laughs> fan. I love Joe Burrow, I love Jamar Chase, I love their weapons, I love you know, Boyd and uh and and T. Higgins, I think, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Zoma's a he's a fun tight end, and then they've got Mixon. Like they've got a bevy of weapons. I'm excited for them to win games and surprise people, but he's not going to be the MVP. But I I do think that he could end up this season looking the best from a quarterbacking standpoint position in the AFC North. I don't think that's I don't think that's far fetched. That's not far fetched. That's yeah. not far fetched. I would he's got a long way to go, but I thought, like I, I don't think it's that far fetched. I mean, there's definitely chinks in the armor, right? You got Roethlisberger, who's who's getting old. He didn't right. he didn't play that well. Yeah. You got Lamar, who at the end of the game fumbled the ball and fumbled twice. Co- co- cost them the game, right? I mean, still missing some play. throws. I thought he looked better from the pocket, but still missing. Some I love throws. how we. I love how like everyone's talking about Lamar. Like it's not like really right now, but they're like blasting him on the on on the telecast. Like he's not won an MVP. This guy, which is ridiculous to me, but right. yes, I still think in his second season in his second season, crazy. I think he could jump Baker, Ben, who's on the way down, and Lamar, who's not the most skilled passer. I will say in the NFL, we could all agree there. I agree. I think that the Bears very vulnerable. I don't think they can really do what you think they can do, Nick, until they put Fields in. I think ultimately he gives them their best chance to win. You're not pulling Dalton mid-game against his ex-team either. No. Well, this is the Andy Dalton revenge game. Right. I think the beard looks nice. Yeah. It looks great. Looks better than he did last year. He should pivot and and, uh, go into modeling. You think he's that handsome? No. Nick doesn't. But I think he's unique. He's got a unique look. You think he's a top 15 handsome quarterback? He's redheaded, and I think that that doesn't get enough love, and I I want it to. I'm not redheaded, but I feel. One of our (laughs) friends is redheaded. Although, I I think when I grow my facial hair out, it's a little auburny. It can be. It can be. Nick's can be like that too. Um, speaking of Nick, uh, Nick, what was uh, one of your picks? You want me to just give one of them? Or, or you give all the of them. The one I'm most confident I will say is the Broncos minus six going into Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville could, I mean, we were saying the Texans might be the worst team in all football, but Jacksonville looks like they're probably the worst team again in all football mm. um, just based off of how they Well, yeah, they week. lost to the Texans. They lost to the Texans. Transitive right? property. Um, clearly, Trevor needs to play better. That defense yeah. needs to play a lot better. Um, I mean, Urban hasn't coached in the NFL, so this is you know something this is new to in a long time at least. Yeah, yeah. This is new ter- new territory for him. You know, it's a new league. Um, but the Broncos looked really good last week against the Giants. They had an amazing defense. Teddy took care of the ball. Their offense was firing on all cylinders. They had that unfortunate injury injury from Jerry Judy. Yeah, but stunk. luckily he's not going to be out. You know, that long. People thought it was going to be longer. Because um, it did look pretty bad, but Noah Fant was great. I mean, oh I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to cover him at all down in Jacksonville. No and I think minus six is pretty generous. I think if they're playing in Mile High, then it would be I would say minus ten. So you just only reason is because they're away. It's minus six. I'm with you on that bet, Nick. I dig that. The thing that breaks that bet is like a crazy turnaround from Lawrence, right? Where they're just clicking on all cylinders. He has weapons. I'm. I think what they kind of fell prey to last game and could easily happen against the Broncos, which is going to hurt them even more and make this bet even easier for you, is if they try and get pass happy with it. If they don't go to James Robinson, which you predicted they won't, Josh. They only went to him five times last week. Right. And they have great receivers on the outside. Yeah. But the Broncos' DBs are awesome. Yeah. It's a, awesome. It's a great defense all around. I just don't understand. He's going to throw two picks, minimum. I don't understand why 
you have to be ready to win right now if you are going to take a running back anywhere in the first round. And the Jaguars clearly are not. So regardless of whether Etienne is playing or not, it's still a bad pick in my mind because you need to protect your quarterback and fill that slot. Right. Whether you think you have an offensive line or not, you still got to kind of get that depth going, and you got to spend that pick up there if you're going to move back in the first round, or you yeah. or they were already in the first round um, from the Jalen Ramsey trade. You got to use that on an offensive lineman. Well, I, I was extremely disappointed. And you don't always know you're going to hit on an offensive lineman too, even yeah. if you're taking them early, which means you might be more inclined, or maybe you should take even more. You know, yeah. like Leatherwood did not look good. No, yeah, he had some he really would, costly penalties. Andrew costly. Thomas didn't look good at the beginning of last year. Sewell didn't look good in camp. Not to say that these guys are busts, but like you just need that extra insurance. Oh on yeah, the Tristan Wirfs is great though. Like you don't know who's going to hit and who's not. I mean, you've even seen it with the Jaguars franchise. If I may delve back into my draft memory with Luke Jokel yeah. and Cam Robinson, uh, Toss. I'm going to take a step back on this one. What's your betting <laughs> pick here, my guy? Look, I think there's something <laughs> really exciting about betting where. <laughs> you kind of get to put yourself out there. Yeah. And you either you either hit and you look great, you look like yeah, a really Cowboys smart <laughs> individual, or you look really dumb and you catch a lot of flack. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm taking the Cowboys money line because I think that, one, again, the Chargers are not playing in a home stadium, really. There are going to be so many Cowboys fans at this game. And I think that Dak looked as good as any quarterback last week. Sure, I expect them to continue with that. And if and if it's going to be a throw off, I think the Cowboys are going to they're going to bode well, and I think Zeke will be able to be more effective in this game against the Chargers defense. Not to say that the Chargers have a bad defense; they absolutely do not, but they're not the Bucks up front. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a gut pick. I, I think it's going to be a really good game either way. Great game, but I, I think the Cowboys. I just went out. Mount. I think they're a really good team. Mounted in the Viper, baby. This will be a fun game for sure. I really agree. I'm really excited about this one. I think that the Cowboys receivers will not eat as much as they did last week against the Bucks. I Agreed. think that the Chargers secondary is much stronger on, in the safeties and the corners. Yes. Uh, big upgrades. Uh, but I do think that Zeke will definitely get his because Antonio Gibson did play yeah, pretty good. He was like good. 20 for 90. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he ran played, pretty well. He ran very well against the Chargers. So they need to make some adjustments up front. Um, your point to it being, you know, I don't, I wouldn't call this an away game because no, 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 absolutely it, right? not. Absolutely. Okay, there's just no home field advantage, is what you're trying to say. Yes, and like I think there's gonna be more Chargers fans than usual. They're good. The, I still think there's gonna be more Cowboys fans there, but there's more than you, more than usual. There's so many Cowboys fans. There's know, just so many Cowboys fans. I would say that this game in general, besides maybe a Raiders game, yeah, there'll be more away fans than any other game they play. Wow. Besides when I went to Raiders that, game, when yeah. I went to that Cowboys Rams playoff game in the Coliseum. Two years ago, more Cowboys fans. There were as many Cowboys fans as really? Rams fans. Yeah, and Rams obviously have the longer history here in LA than the Chargers do. I mean, look, it's cl- it really is America's team in terms of the fan base. They're everywhere. You know, people who just don't f- understand. People that haven't even been good. to Texas. Love the Cowboys, right? Yeah, and so it's it's just the brand. And I, there's a ton of them out in LA. There's a ton of them out in Southern California. There's not yeah. a ton of them. There's not a ton of Chargers fans. Hey, in LA, and so. maybe this is a little bit of an audition for Zeke coming to LA because I feel like it's kind of where he wants to be anyway. And entertainment? Yeah. He just wants to be in the entertainment capital of the world. He wants to be in the spotlight? I mean, he already is in the spotlight a lot. I think I take I retract my statement. I don't want the Chargers to lose because I think this is Nick's chance of getting a championship, which I hate because I do not want the tr- the Los Angeles Chargers winning the first championship for me. That sucks. What's well, better than nothing, dude? Like, beggars is it can't, though? Like, I'd rather beggars have, can't be choosers, bro. 
it's what do you mean? Come you, on, easy for you to say as a Patriots fan. Well, like we can't be like you can't be choosing here. Like I didn't like pick and choose which yeah, one I got first. You know what? Here, I could definitely put priorities of who I want to win more. Yeah, but you can't be bummed if they win. I'm not gonna be bummed if they win, but I'm saying like it's You're not. It doesn't mean as much. It doesn't I guarantee you, everyone listening to us right now feels exactly the same way. I'm sure they do. I think people are gonna be pissed if they win. Wow, pissed. San Diego fans, listen to me. People in San Diego who are who are legit Chargers fans or who were Chargers fans are going to be upset if they win the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I guarantee you. I mean, I can understand how but it's the hard. Super Bowl is actually played in in Los Angeles as well. That too. I could understand. Well, I don't think they're going to win it this year. I could understand how people would. So what does it matter if they win this week? I think the Padres are in trouble. Padres are in huge trouble. We don't even need to talk about that right now because there's really nothing to be said. They're the worst team in baseball right now. Darvish was absolutely bananasly bad. That, that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. There's <laughs> You haven't been watching the right. games. Last, bro, they, <laughs> they've scored. Li- <laughs> <laughs> they've been outscored like 30-6 to six in the last horrible. five games. They've been horrible. Yeah, I know. I've, I've like looked at the box score. It's a big bat lineup, too. Yeah. you got to be able to score runs. That's what they're supposed to do. I mean, right, you go exactly. and trade for Adam Frazier. You have bust. You bust. I mean, look, I said the other day, all the trades that they have made in recent years have, have the last two years have not really worked out. Cronenworth is really the only one that's worked out. Yeah. And that was lucky because that was supposed to be a, the Tommy fan trade, right? Yeah. They traded Renfo over to, to the Rays, who's playing great baseball now for the Red oh, Sox. I, I told my buddy Brandon, we need to extend him tomorrow. Right. Forever. Cronenworth is really the only trade that's worked out. I mean, Clevenger's gotten hurt, so you really haven't got a chance to see him. You Darvish started off good, then has been awful. Horrible. Snell started off awful, now he's playing good. Joe Musgrove is the other one that's worked out, right? He's got that no, no hitter, and he's been a pretty consistent pitcher all season. Mm. But those are really the only two trades that worked. Daniel Hudson as a receiver hasn't worked. Frazier, terrible. The Marisnik trade, what even is that? Yeah, what was that? It was the Austin Nola trade, not great. Pathetic. I mean, he, he's, we gave up Taylor Trammell, and that we ended up giving up Framil Reyes to get uh, Taylor Trammell. So, like... Who's good. Who's great. Yeah. I'd rather have Framil Reyes than, than any of those guys. Nicknamed the Franimal. <laughs> um, okay, but Chargers, uh, Cowboys... One, one last thing yeah, I'll please. say on that is you guys are bringing up the Chargers Glenn DBs, chest, which I think is is really important that they are better than the Bucks and they're more healthy than the Bucks are right now. Yeah. But I also think that the Cowboys defense neutralized slash limited <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Rushing attack did. quite yeah. well. Yeah, no. And they also have you want to know but why that's not Eckler's bread. Uh, yeah, that's butter, not. That, yeah, but you want to know why my Mike Evans didn't have a good game? Because Trevon Diggs is a good DB. Yes. So one guy is not going to eat like they normally do. That's because he's it's, that talented gonna, of a player. I, if that's the case, it's going to end up being Mike Williams because that's the style of play that Mike Evans is. Right. Keenan Allen's going to be any. Yeah, when he finds holes in he'll any fi- defense. He'll figure it out. Yes, yeah, of course. And I've got him he, on my fantasy team PPR, so I hope he does. I'll He's also record, better than Mike I will go on the record and say that Keenan Allen is the best route runner in the NFL. Um, well, that's tough. That's route tough. D- Diggs is. Diggs. Diggs is a deep ball guy. Diggs. He runs good oh routes too, gosh. but I guarantee you a lot Hop. of guys will agree with me that Keenan Allen's the best route runner. I'm not I think Hop receiver. is better than Mike Evans. Can we just like start there? Is that oh, a- yeah, of course. Mike Evans, I don't even think he's a... He he used to be in that top five discussion, which is kind of crazy because it's very clear that he's not. He's he's clearly not anymore. But he's limited. He's limited. I think he is, but he isn't. I think he's got a great deep ball. He's just not utilized a lot. I also think that Mike Evans is going to have a great week this week, and everyone's going to be like, eh, whatever. He better. He better. Um, Okay, Nick, you had a couple more that you wanted to throw out, and I would love to hear. They're they're interesting ones to me, so I would love to hear your thoughts on them. Yeah, so uh, one of them is Kansas City um, minus three and a half. Against against Baltimore, the Bravens, 
and they are in Baltimore. It correct. Matter. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it matters either. I mean, I think that Baltimore lost to Oakland, right? That was a brutal loss for them. They made a lot of mistakes. You're, you cannot make those mistakes against Kansas City, and they've got to figure stuff out. And a lot of it comes down to the run game, right? They're relying way too heavily on the receivers and relying way too heavily on Lamar Jackson using his legs. I, yeah. And they just don't have all the running backs are done, right? I mean, Tyson played well. Um, Tyson played well. But he's not it. But he's not it, right? I don't they have Latavius Murray. They have Le'Veon Bell in their practice squad. So who is it there? No uh, yeah, who's the guy exactly? I so, don't even think the. It's not even the offense to me. It's the defense. Well, that's the other thing. You can't let up. What was it? Thirty three points against the, the the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City might get fifty points on them if that's the case. The bread and butter of the Ravens defense, as it has been for quite some time, it's pass rush is blitzing heavy blitzing and when you do that against Patrick Mahomes he beats you that's right. how you lose against Patrick unless Mahomes. you're the, unless Buccaneers, you're the Buccaneers, Buccaneers in the Super Bowl right but they reinforce their offensive line to combat bad. that problem and they're gonna look great yeah. they're gonna come out and I think they're gonna smack Baltimore I think they're gonna win this game by two touchdowns well it yeah. gets to a point where like can the Ravens keep up with an air raid attack? No. No. No chance. So they're going to get smacked. I like that pick. Yeah. The pick I mean, that I'm curious. Minus three and a half is very, is very generous. Put my mama on it. Yeah. Give me 12 and a half plus 12 and a half of the Texans. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I took the Texans plus uh, 12 and a half against the Browns and they are playing in Cleveland. It is a very interesting pick in it's my very opinion, interesting. Right. I do think that the Browns defense has some things to figure out. And I think that the Texans played pretty sound football last week. And I know that they were saying they're playing against the Jaguars, who are not a good team. All of their guys got carries. All of their guys got confidence in them. Terod mm-hmm. Taylor took care of the ball. He played a pretty good game. And I'm not saying they're going to win this game. I'm not even saying that they're going to lose this game by 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 less than a touchdown. I, I just think that 12 and a half, it's pretty manageable, mm-hmm. especially with a team that can move the ball. It's a offense. steep spread in the NFL. It is a steep spread, right? And especially from for a 1-0 team, right? So Browns are also without Odell Beckham for a second straight week. Right. And it's already been announced. So, um, you know, they're definitely going to have to rely on their other guys, which, I mean, it's not an issue. But at the same time, I just think it's a steep spread that I'm willing to take my money on. Yeah, they didn't, again, James Robinson didn't get a lot of carries. This is a rushing attack, right? So it'll be interesting to see how their defense fares yeah, against the, the Chubb-Hunt combo. Yeah. I also I also combo. will say that a lot of people, I guess in the better's perspective, in the better's mind, I think Vegas wants people to take the Browns minus 12.5 because it's not 14, right? If you look at it like, oh, 14, that's two touchdowns. That's a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then people are like, I don't, I'm probably going to stay with 14 points, right? But if it's 12 and a half, like, oh, well, they can win by, by 14 20, points. They can, 14. Win, they can win by 13 points, and I'm, I'm covering, right? So yeah. I think it's kind of a trap bet. I think Vegas knows that it's a, a pretty brutal line. Like they might win by a touchdown and a field goal, in right. which case if you take Texans plus cover. there, you cover. Cover, exactly. cover for sure. Uh, I'm going to throw one quick one last one out yeah. just because we're on it. We have a couple minutes left. I think that the Tennessee Titans – or sorry, I mean the Indianapolis Colts are – in trouble. Oh, I could agree with you for sure. I don't think it matters where they play. Lucas Oil, my backyard, someone's basement. Rams basement football. Basement football. Backyard football. Pablo Sanchez. Basement football. Bottom with, yard. Is that what? Is that like a new basement term we can use? The bottom yard. The bottom yard. <laughs> the bottom yard football. Uh, I think the Rams go in there and absolutely people's elbow switching music. The Colts in the face and crush them. 
crush them. I think it's a similar situation where the Rams passing attack, and that was just week one against a better. Stafford good, looks great. It's this just the best QBR slight, he's ever had. It's just a slight leg up. He's got the weapons. He's got the head coach. He's got the scheme. He and just knows more football than golf. And he's got the positive energy and vibes. I mean, he's in yeah. L.A. now with one of his best friends, Clayton Kershaw, who just got healthy, came off the I.L. as well. And he's finally out of Detroit. I mean, you're in sunny California now. What what can you not be happy about? Went from the bottom yard to the backyard real yeah. quick. <laughs> what do you, you're, not, you're not worried about no, whatever the Indianapolis no. and their ability to run the football? I actually think it's going to be a problem for them. Really? Wasn't a problem for the Bears. Was not a problem for the Bears. That is the only issue the Rams have to tune up, and I think they will tune that up. I think you still got Donald in there. Um, I think that, obviously, the Colts passed. The Bears passed attack, I still think, was better than the Colts would be. And you're thinking this is Wentz's last chance, huh? Last chance to you for Carson Wentz, for last sure. Last chance to you. He's just been too injured. You're talking about the year. Not yeah, the, oh, yeah, 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 the year. He's got, he's got, he's got the whole yeah, year. Yeah, I, I like the Rams. What is minus three and a half right now? Is it? I had it at minus four. Think yeah, it's around there. Yeah. I'd, I'd take it either way. Either way, no brainer. What do you think? Do what about the Seahawks and the Titans? Uh, oh, I think the Seahawks, Seahawks crush them too. Really? Yeah, I agree. It's in Seattle. Not crush them, but I think they beat them. I think the I think the Titans have a, a decent bounce back game. Not to say that they're going to win, but I think their offense should look better. So yeah, I'm in better. I'm in an anti survivor pool, which basically means you pick a losing team every single week. And so the strategy is to pick good teams to lose early on, right? So yeah. when when you're you know, kind of like a Browns last week against the Chiefs would have been a good pick. That was my pick. Great pick, right? And so, as as you keep on going on, you want to have easier teams sweat to, to be was. able to to pick, right? So, I took the Titans this week because they're playing in Seattle against a good team with one of the top MVP front runners. But also, if you look at the remaining schedule, there are some other games that they're vulnerable, but they're playing at home against Buffalo, and they're playing home against the Chiefs. So I think that this is Jaguars, a, Texans, that whole Right, shebang, exactly, yeah. right. So I think that this is the Colts. best opportunity to take them if you're an anti-survivor. I think it's a, I think that's a good pick. Uh, real quick, I'll run you down for a bet online. We'll throw those up on the side of two. Our bets, uh, Nick threw on the minus six. Broncos, Texans plus 12.5, Chiefs minus 3.5. I threw the extra Rams thing in there, but my bet was Bengals money line. And Toss chose violence today with Ronald Jones and now the Cowboys in our first segment and now the Cowboys money line. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander Tsopolis and San Diego's own Nicholas Snacks. Cry where the charity stripe. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, Mondays, Thursdays, and you like Texas football, we also do horns up with the Quan Cosby. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. We out you. We love you. I want to give a quick shout-out to our friend San Diego. A local, knowledgeable realtor, San Diego went to San Diego High School, then to San Diego State University. San Diego Kimmerman knows all about your city. Give him a call now for any of your buying, selling, or investment needs at 619-940-STAN. That's 619-940-7826. Go to SanDiego.com now to find out more. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.